Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined in Studio One by Kayla Kim and Kaylin Getschow. Kayla and Kaylin, you're very welcome. Thanks yes, for coming thank today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're uh, absolutely delighted to have you both. Uh, Kayla and Kaylin are both intern and Vistatech uh, marketing department and uh, are uh, working uh, with Vistatech marketing um, for uh, for the summer. So first, um, I'd like to get to know um, get to know the both of you a little bit more, although we work on a daily basis together. Yes, but for do. our audience who wouldn't know you, can you introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about your background, please? Okay, so hi, um, my name is Kayla Kim. I come from Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, right now I'm studying um, at USC, University of Southern California, for um, an applied psychology program. It's a master's program. Um, we look at, uh, in the context of marketing, use psychological practices to understand that field. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kaylin Getchow. I'm currently studying a marketing bachelor's degree at Edgewood College in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I should be graduating soon in 2020, and I just, I'm loving what I'm doing right now, and I'm thrilled to be here at Vistatech. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, so now, um, Kayla, I'd like to turn to you and ask you first. Um, you have a very interesting journey, uh, mm -hmm. study-wise. Um, so you, um, you're part of the, part of the, you even a family member, and I can say, you're part of the Vistatech marketing team. Um, why, why this interest in marketing now, having studied psychology earlier on? Yeah, so I've always been interested in human behavior, and marketing is very much having to do with psychology. We think about human behavior in the context of fostering um, exchange relationships, right? So businesses uh, to businesses, businesses to consumers, understanding the nuances of that is very much related to psychology. And so it's not far off. So um, I think especially now with people of my generation really interested in um, uh, doing business with companies that are geared towards social causes or um, values that they can relate to. Absolutely. Even more so now, I'm interested in marketing because of that. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you, Kaylin, uh, you you started studying um, business uh, at Edwidge College, as you mentioned, and you'll graduate uh, in 2020. So why, what attracted you to studying? Like, why business in the first place and why marketing? Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things where I was originally going to school for... Um, audio production and design, mm -hmm. but I kind of switched over just to business and marketing because it's a much more broad field where I could, you know, work on like a podcast, for example, one day and then go to a conference the next day. So I really like having a field where it's going to be open and there's a lot of different opportunities for me to um, develop my career in. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And we are delighted that both of you took... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> great. Uh, now, uh, so as mentioned before, the both of you are working with us uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the marketing department. Tell us a little about your experience um, of working at Vistatech. Yeah, so, um, I mean, exactly what you said, Kaylin. You know, marketing allows you to do so many things. It's a very broad subject. And yeah. so we've been able to kind of um, dabble in a little bit of everything, which is great. We do um, work with um, written media. We do things with online media, digital media. Event planning. Yep, event I mean. planning, um, web page design, working with different departments, all of these things. Digital, I mean, even digital content management, which you don't really yes. think about as a like need, but unless you have somewhere to put it, 
right. it's going to get unorganized. So we've been doing a lot of that. Video production, audio production, mm -hmm. um, really just kind of learning exactly what you could do with a marketing degree right. after we graduate. We really do get into the nitty-gritty of things, and it's great. Thank you. Yes, it is certainly um, a very broad, uh, if I can say, a very broad field, and we work with different departments on a daily basis, um, mm -hmm. which is why um, I think uh, any any person interested in in, uh, in working marketing, any student, would want to um, uh, not just necessarily focus on one particular field, but be very right. curious and open mm -hmm. to yes. have different skills. Um, so uh, now, um, tell us about what, what type of activities are you engaged in at Vistatech? So one of the biggest things I'm doing right now, as you know, is Project Sparkle. And, you know, it's about um, we're trying to create videos to express the employer brand. And so we're really working with a lot of different people in the company, which is great because then I get to meet all the people at Visitech, you know, that I don't necessarily see on a daily basis yeah. or get to talk to on a daily basis. Um, and also I'm more involved in kind of the planning process of what it means to kind of work with the video production company and how we have to organize all these people together there's all these working parts involved and you know that's a really big project that I'm excited to be working on and that's one thing but of course there's so many other things we have VTQ magazine and I'm writing a couple articles for that coming um, up soon yes. yes we're doing this Vista talks right now um, and just general marketing things daily, yeah. 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 daily tasks, daily tasks yes. yeah and i would say i'm on the kind of more technical side of things so i'm doing a lot of like i said digital content management making sure you know the right pictures are in the right server and did we upload this video to youtube for example right. and then a lot of editing too so i spend my, most of my day in the adobe suite which has been absolutely amazing doing you know yes. photos videos audio um, and then making sure that all of that content gets translated correctly onto the website such as you know Think Global Forum, making new designs for that, and um, making sure everything is formatted correctly and uniformly so it all looks very smooth. Right, and you really have to have an eye for detail. Yes. For yes. No, 100%. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And we're really thankful um, for the both of you to have joined the team uh, because um, because you, you bring a lot of um, a curiosity and fantastic ideas, and, uh, and that's exactly what we need. That's what uh, in I think any marketers need to be curious and uh, and willing to you know um, to bring suggestions to the table really and to think outside the box exactly yeah. Yeah. think outside mm -hmm. the box yeah be creative yeah. Okay. so now um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your thoughts of um, on professional practical experience so you're both yeah. students right yes. you'll be graduating soon um, what how important is you know um, having a professional experience while you're studying or before or after before starting your first if I can say full-time role um, uh, on your professional journey what, according to you what would you say yeah, yeah so I think especially for me this is kind of my first big mm -hmm. kind of corporate internship yeah. um, so I can speak firsthand on this right now but there are so many skills that you learn in the classroom and of course a degree is you know pay, basically pays for itself still um, but what you don't really get with college is that you need still need to make that transition from the classroom to the workplace yeah. and doing an internship like this makes that so much easier, you know, on top of the kind of being able to apply my own skills that I already learned. Right. Um, I've learned about things such as like task prioritization, how to communicate in a workplace, um, how to kind of settle differences with coworkers. So there's just a lot of things that don't get touched on 
in the classroom, like I said, yeah. that you learn firsthand in an internship. In so the it makes real world, exactly, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I have to totally agree that you know it's one thing to read about something or to learn about something in the classroom, read it on in your textbook, but it's totally different to apply what you're learning and to be in the actual environment from what you're learning. Yeah, and there's a lot of new things that you might learn in the office or you might learn things that are kind of outdated in the classroom maybe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every business that you're in has a different culture, has a different process to work. And so being in a place where you can practice the kind of skills that place different places desire that's really quality learning that you won't get in the classroom i think well, es especially in a field like marketing you know if i took an intro to marketing class freshman year and then got a job four years later the methodology that i could have learned and the kind of trends that i was learning about freshman year will mm -hmm. be totally out of date by the time i graduate that's so, true. Yeah. so it's really nice to kind of like build the two um ends of the bridge together i guess right and for me coming from counseling to marketing it's very different. And so being able to put myself in this perspective, same like you, this is my first company that I'm working for. That's a big corporation, you know, that works with big companies. Um, and it's been kind of a whirlwind for me as well. So, yeah, it's been valuable experience that I'm going to take on with me. Well, we're delighted to be able to bring you this experience and, uh, and to have you on board again. Now, um, speaking of experience, uh, what do you find the most challenging? in your internship that's uh, I know it's more yeah. yeah we I mean we kind we of touched on the task prioritization aspect of it mm -hmm. but when you're working on again that's the nice thing about marketing is that you're working on so many different projects all at once so you never really right. get bored right but then again you need to learn how to schedule those things you need to learn how to schedule meetings you yes, need to know exactly. like when is this due I mean it's almost like a classroom I mean if something's overdue there's real world consequences to that yeah. Yeah, so it's exactly. nice to have the internship right now where we can kind of make those little mistakes here and there right. mm -hmm. um, rather than the kind of high stakes. I don't know. I'll give Google as an example. If I graduate and go work somewhere like there, that's a very high intensity position usually. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really helps to kind of make these small mistakes, as I said, now yeah. before that. Yeah, because as long as you make the mistakes, but have the willingness to learn from it. Exactly. That's the important part. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that... Um, the challenges that you mentioned definitely ring true for me as well. Um, but the other part of it I'm realizing is kind of the uncertainty that I feel mm -hmm. being in a position that I've that I'm so unfamiliar with. You know, there it feels like there's a lot of risk. And so I feel sometimes very vulnerable. I don't know really. Um, I'm I get very unsure of myself. But, you know, that's something that I'm coming to realize I need to work around, you know, gaining more confidence in yes, the field personally and it's great yes. yeah and yeah. so like um to that last question that's another reason why it's important to get practical experience because then you can grow that confidence mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yes because um here at Vistatech and in the marketing team um everybody um takes a project on board um yes. and we we're delighted to be able to you know um to let you you know uh, bring initiatives you know and mm -hmm. ideas to the table yeah. so obviously you know when you take on a project you know you're responsible for it and and it can be a bit challenging you know when right. you come from a different industry mm -hmm. or you know yeah. uh, or it's one of your first ex work experiences and you don't really know the dynamics of the office exactly. or anything right. like right. that yeah. yeah so it mm -hmm. can be a challenge and i think everybody goes through this at first mm -hmm. yeah. so which is why uh, you know um those type of experiences are very valuable yeah 100 so, percent. yes mm -hmm. so uh, now 
what has been your best experience uh, so far uh, in, in Do you go first on, and, uh, on this okay, one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, what comes to mind immediately is pride, you know, um, as a person, as a bisexual woman, I was very proud to be a part of this process with Vestatech. Um, I think that there is a lot of um, controversy with companies trying to jump onto this bandwagon for the profitability of marginalized groups mm -hmm. like the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but I think Vestatech did a really good job because everything we did was very, was internal. And it was just, we took some time out of the day to be able to, um, have some coffee, eat some delicious donuts, wear our most colorful garb, and just celebrate together and have conversations and connect. And it was a really easy way for people to come together and just, you know, people who don't usually talk to each other to talk to each other. Yeah. And it was a very nice space, and that was probably a really nice experience. And also, we um, joke about this a lot, but I kind of... Um, <sighs> how should I say this, piggybacked on another person's blog post um, for Pride. And that was really powerful for me because, again, as a person in this group, I was able to contribute on a piece that was very meaningful to me. So that was a good experience. Yeah. What about you, Gaeta? Um, I would say even the week that we're recording this, just doing the two kind of field pieces that we've done. So, yeah. I mean, today, obviously, we're in the studio recording the Vista Talks podcast. But yeah. um, on Monday, we went out and did some interviews for the Machine Translation Summit in, I believe, August. Uh, yeah, it took yeah. place at the yeah. end of August. Um, so it was really cool to kind of see how content can be created on the fly, not just in the office. Right. Um, but on top of that, I come from a very kind of audio production background and playing you know, music for years so it's really nice to be in a recording studio again it feels <laughs> just like home um but on a kind of more um theoretical and kind of dynamic level just the fact that i've been able to be so engaged with bringing initiatives and ideas yeah. and it's been so easy to just kind of communicate that and they really get listened to so i mean that's been really really nice so i've worked places before where it hasn't been that case mm -hmm. oh, and it feels cool. really nice to just kind of debate things instead of just getting shot nice. down right away okay. yeah yeah, and it does, you know, and that's how you get to a place where you get more confident in this kind of area, mm -hmm. where you have, you know, supportive people who value your thoughts, mm -hmm. value your ideas. Absolutely. And I have to agree that I yeah. feel that way here as well. And, you know, it it is a nice experience because then you can hash out all the things that you think are relevant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not every time your ideas are going to stick, no. but, you know, yeah. it's understanding well, 100%. that process. But then process. You, you learn why this works, and exactly. you kind of break down the idea with everyone. So it's a very much a collaborative process, which right. I really appreciate. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly the feeling that I got, yes, yeah. Yeah. since I've been at this stage. So now, um, talking about um, student experience, um, why would you recommend a company to any other student interested in applying at Vistatech? talking about like how valuable it is for for you for so and for us for the company as well what would you say yeah so i mean especially if you're implying as an intern um it's mm -hmm. a very good kind of first internship that i've found i mean yes. it's big enough where it, it kind of mirrors a tech company like you know the googles of the world right. but it's not so big where you feel like you can you can drown i mean i know most people on the floor that were located on at this point um, and it still feels like everyone kind of knows everyone. There's a sense of community around it. Yeah. So if you want a good in first internship where you're not going to get kind of just lost in the in the noise, as they say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a great opportunity for that. Yeah, I think one of the most salient things about this internship 
from the get-go I was told you know this is not gonna be an internship where you just run around getting people coffee mm -hmm. you know you're actually gonna be invested in projects you know you're gonna be working hard like content and, that you can put your name on yes, yeah. yes. so that you can leave this know. place with you know kind of a portfolio with you of okay I contributed to this and I worked on this project um, I helped out with this you know there's gonna be a bunch of content that you can take and I think that is important if you are going to apply for Vista Tech, you know you need to know that you have to put the work in and that's when you're going to get the best experience out of it you know mm -hmm. absolutely you're not just going to work 20 hours and make coffee runs right yeah. you can't just you're not going to be sitting around all day if no. that's what you want you know that's no, not you're the, definitely you're part of the team exactly yeah, yeah. like everyone yeah. is in the same yeah yeah in the same group. So now um, I'd like to talk about a slightly different topic. Um, you're both millennial and Gen Z, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. you're students. Yes. Um, social media is such an important part of our lives nowadays, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so what would you say, um, what's your relationship with social media on a daily basis? And what's your favorite social media? That is such an important thing. Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. yeah. I would guess, I mean, I guess my big two um, are Instagram and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. I guess Facebook Messenger, if you count that as a social media app, but it's more mm -hmm. communication on that one. Um, but as someone who does a lot of photography work on the side, mm -hmm. um, Instagram has been great for just kind of connecting me with other people, mm -hmm. being able to keep my family updated, especially on this kind of eight weeks that we're in Ireland. Yeah. Um, it's been the way that my kind of family and extended family and friends have been able to see what I've been up to. Right, and visuals are really powerful. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like that old cliche, a picture speaks 1,000 words. Exactly, right? yeah. Um, but the other big one that I'm on constantly is Snapchat, and that's the thing that I use to communicate most with my um, friends back home, my friends here. Yeah. Um, just because it's so easy to use and it's pretty ubiquitous with people, you know, my age and younger. I think it's funny because we're not too far in age. No. But, you know, there is definitely a difference. I find that a lot of, like, people your age mm -hmm. are more into Snapchat. Yes. Whereas I am not so much a Snapchat person. Um, I think my two is probably Instagram because, again, visuals are really important. And I think, like you said, it speaks a thousand words. Mm -hmm. And I can sometimes communicate... Um, or make you feel a certain thing that you w wouldn't necessarily get with words. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Instagram for sure, but also Facebook. I think Facebook, you get a lot of different variety in terms of what kind of content that can be presented see, yeah. and kind of the norms around the content that is presented. Well, that's so funny because I hardly yeah. check Facebook anymore. Yeah. Maybe so, once a week. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I would be the same as you, Kayla. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe um, maybe the age yeah, uh, maybe would the, be, mm -hmm. the age factor would be something. But mm -hmm. I think, yes, yeah, Snapchat came much later um, for me. I think I might yeah. have already even, I might have finished high school already, you know, mm -hmm. secondary school. So um, I never really... Um, connected i i tried a little bit yeah. so i would have the app but not use it really that much yeah. but yes. i still go to facebook every day and it's so uh, do I. probably one of the first thing i check in the morning as well as instagram yeah that's really so, funny yeah yeah because it's something that i'll check all the time but yes. not necessarily post you know mm -hmm. i won't post all the time but i'll definitely check in and see what content's on there yes yes yeah, yeah. see i really only check it when i get tagged in something or if i get a notification mm, that's so funny. Yeah. it's not like habitual for me like instagram mm -hmm. or snapchat would be yes yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, 
we all tend to use uh, those social media for a different purpose as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would read the news a lot through Facebook mm-hmm. and yes. see you know articles. Um, yeah. Also go on on the website itself of of the newspaper, for instance. But I would use this for a lot, you know, for articles and right. for I don't know funny meme, you know, mm-hmm. um, communicate a bit with my family and pictures. Um, but I I've also changed my behavior in the sense that mm-hmm. I. I don't use it in the same way that I used it over 10 years ago when, you know, when yeah. I started using it uh, when I was just out of high school and I don't create photo albums anymore. I would use Instagram instead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it yeah. is really interesting to see how behavior changed um, right. generation wise. And um, yeah, I think yeah. also every person, you know, changes. Right. You know, no, so. and there are definitely social yeah. norms around yeah. each mm-hmm. of these platforms. Yes. Like exactly. I'm thinking back to a conversation we had and you said, you know, no one really looks past five photos in the Instagram story. Exactly, yes. And that is absolutely true. After a while, people get bored. Yes. And that's definitely One a psychological picture a day is yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, and it's the kind of thing, too, where there's 24-7, there's so much information being thrown at us right, all the time. Right. In order to really capture someone's attention, right. you need to have, you get, you know, a split second, maybe, of someone's attention during the day, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then there's something to say about, like, people who don't post often, but, you know, they post sometimes. It kind of captivates a lot of the um, friends who follow them, Mm -hmm. um, and it drives them towards Instagram again to Mm -hmm. look at their feed because it's rare, and when when it happens, it's good. And the algorithm usually pushes those posts up. Yes, it does. You get a notification Mm -hmm. saying, you know... X person just Post- posted yeah. for the first time in a while. Yes, yeah. and so does Twitter. Twitter. Yes, well. and that's yeah. technology molding our social norms. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah. now, um, speaking of technology and behavior, um, I'd like to talk about how companies approach social media and reach out to um, mm-hmm. younger audiences. What do you think? What? How do you think companies should reach out to um, and engage with younger yeah. audiences? And yeah. Is there a better way to do so? So, I mean, like I was saying before, there's so much information getting thrown at us 24-7. Even just taking, you know, the bus to this recording studio, I saw a hundred ads on the side of buildings. And um, a place like London or New York, you're going to see ads on the underground and Mm -hmm. the um, Times Square, you know, flashing lights everywhere. But in the digital era, I have so many different choices where I could go spend my time. Like, I could go on Reddit, I could go on Instagram, I could go on Facebook, I could go on Snapchat. And what companies really need to do is diversify where they're advertising, using things like Google Ads, targeted ads. Um, But also, they can't make it too long because I'm not going to pay attention to something for more than 30 seconds. It really needs to pop. It needs to pop at me. And it needs to answer the question, why should I care about this? Because if there's so many people trying to vie for my attention and my money... I really only want to buy products that I have some vested interest in. Exactly. We want to align ourselves with companies that share the same values that we do. Exactly. You know? And how do you express that in a two-second ad? Or how do you portray that in a photo that's going to be um, blown up on the side of the road? Those are kinds of things that companies need to pay attention to. And they are... But one critical thing that they need to do is, like we said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, ask the opinion of younger generations. Because I think, you know, a lot of people get stuck in their own mindset. And it's hard to get a fresh perspective if you're constantly thinking on the same role of thought. Exactly. And if there's a boardroom filled with, like, people, 
you know, 50, kind of 60, and there's yes. no one there to say, hey, no one's going to like that below the age of 20. The, the way that exactly. it's the It's the kind right. of, you know, cringy relatable content, as it were. Right, The people, right. the company, companies, I, and I see this all the time on Twitter. Right. It's the companies using a meme from five, six years ago trying to say, hey, what's up? We're cool. We're hip. Yeah. And it just kind of comes off as very plastic and outdated right and yeah. that drives away the the thing that they want they want companies to relate to them to trust them but when they're trying to for example do an ad um that shows diversity and they show one person who is a person of color that seems pretty obvious and artificial mm -hmm. and fake and that's not what younger generations want i definitely think they want transparency and authenticity and so that's why i think you'll see people like the kardashians become really famous yes you know because even though they're crazy they're also showing themselves in a very vulnerable real kind of private way that people didn't really discuss before and that people in can a relate public to. way yeah yeah except they're in public. although i was exactly. going to mention yes that there was that famous kind of very misinformed ad that came out a few years ago with mm -hmm. kendall jenner Oh, yeah, yeah, the Pepsi so, one. Yes. Yeah. So that was the kind of, kind of fake authenticity that brands yes. really need to stay away from. Oh, right. It's very controversial. Yes. Right. They're trying to be hip and relevant, but they miss the point. Yep. Yeah. Pepsi isn't going to save the world, unfortunately. <laughs> and speaking of which, um, of controversy um, and also about uh, tackling, like, uh, engaging with social issues, some global brands are trying to do a lot more and engage uh, in social issues. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah. Um, Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I think that when global brands are trying to think about social issues, they really have to be careful because, like I said, with the pride um, thing, you know, a lot of companies are trying to jump onto this bandwagon of, ooh, it's really cool to be involved in a cause. So let's pick a cause that, you know, is going to generate the most money for us. And how do we how do we be involved? Let's um, buy some floats and let's change our logo to represent, you know, our affiliation but all of that goes away when you look deep and the issues that are involved with these social causes aren't changing you know you can buy a float for pride but what does that essentially do for um the reason for celebrating pride mm -hmm. which is that these group of people are marginalized and still to this day are being killed in certain places just for what they believe and who they are mm -hmm. just what they were born mm -hmm. right yeah. just for the way that they were born mm -hmm. and so you know when global brands want to identify and um i think now there's this push for really trying to foster consumer relationships right um, they really need to be careful about not becoming too profit-driven and understanding how to develop that trust, especially with younger generations. And they need to do it for the right reason. Yeah, and they yeah. need to do it for the right reason. They kind of, for lack of a better term, they need to put their money where their mouth is. Right, because it's really easy, actually, to see when a company, like we said, exactly. is like trying to push for something, but it's... But it looks fake. Mm -hmm. It looks fake, yeah. You can feel that. Just in the same way, if you met someone and they were really trying to portray themselves in a very um, well, fake way, yeah. you can often feel that. And that goes right back to that kind of relatability conversation we were having, too. Yes. So if a brand is really trying to connect with their audience, but they're going about it in a very kind of bad way, mm -hmm. like maybe just changing a logo or not maybe right. one tweet, 
um, people are going to notice that. And yeah. there's this whole kind of culture now, good or bad, right. especially on places like Twitter, where if a hashtag boycott brand um, um, gets trending, a lot of people are going to see that. And so one wrong move in a company could have a PR crisis on their hands. Yes. So you really have to do it for the right reasons, and you really have to have the right people helping you out with it. That's right. why marketing is so important. Exactly. You know, and investing in social causes can actually increase return of investment, um, maybe not in the short term, but in the long term. You know, and that's something that companies really have to think about. <laughs> it's not just about how are we going to get back what we're putting in now. It's about how are we going to get back, but also, you know, run. yeah, in the long run, create that lasting relationship with our consumers. Well, exactly. Yeah. Now, um, speaking about, um, we're talking about uh, your favorite social media and content. So with video, audio and the written words all competing together. Yeah. And to get your attention, mm -hmm. as, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. it, it is uh, uh, three seconds, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> the first two paragraphs. Yeah. Right. What type of content do you find the most interesting? Well, I guess, <laughs> so we were talking about earlier how you kind of start your morning with Facebook, right? And you get your news and memes and everything on there. That's a great example of kind of that mixed kind of content. It's mm -hmm. There's no separation between images, videos, and text anymore. You go on a place like... I start my morning with Google News, and I, there's videos on there, there's articles, and it's all curated towards me and what I want to see, right. um, which is a good and bad thing, and that's a separate discussion because there's the risk of kind of staying in that bubble. Right. But at the same time, I will go ahead and read places like the New York Times on there, and it's all in one place. So I think the, the, the print industry is not doing so well with millennials and Gen Zs anymore just Dying because is. I have an entire encyclopedia in my phone like there's a supercomputer in my pocket which is nuts even 10 years ago you wouldn't have thought that yeah. but um kind of getting back to the point video um videos have always been the kind of content that i really really enjoy if a brand can make a really powerful ad that kind of makes me feel something i'm gonna want to go look into the, what they're trying to sell me if they're just trying to do the whole infomercial kind of right. qvc generic just buy this I don't really, it, it's not going to, you know, impact yeah. my life at all. What about you, Kayla? Do you feel a little bit different? Um, did you, like, um, generation-wise, not that you're so far apart, but do right. you think slightly, you know, do you have a different feeling? Um, I don't necessarily, I actually relate with Kaylin a lot, that I think mm -hmm. videos are actually a really powerful way to um, capture someone's attention. But I think that, even more so, even with videos, there is a lot of content that's out there. Mm -hmm. And so if you're producing a video, um, what really captures my attention is if it is different. And it's so hard to um, kind of push through all of the, the mess of content that's out there. Because and there's so much. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. there's so much. We're living in an era where it's information overload. You know, everywhere we are, there's, you know, billboards, there's on our phone, you know, on every platform, there's ads and multiple ads at that, you know, within the content, on the side of the content. So it's about kind of how do you make yourself different? How do you produce a video that is different? Like when we were doing the Project Sparkle videos, mm -hmm. um, one of the videos that stood out was 
um, uh, it was an HR video, but it was actually making fun, poking fun at typical HR videos. So, you know, they were pointing out all the typical things that would be in an HR yeah. video and kind of out loud just saying it. Very you interesting know? strategy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was Very different. Clever. And so it made you um, kind of, it captured my attention in that way. And so all the 10 videos that I'm, that I watched, that's the one that stuck out. Yeah. Now, just before we, uh, we finish the interview, um, do you feel that being part of the Vistec team, the marketing department, and uh, well, the Vistec internship program really has been of benefit to you? If you had to kind of yeah, without that. a doubt, yes. Um, especially when we were talking about how at the end of this term, I'm going to have at least you know five or six pieces of really good content that I'll have my name on and it'll be associated with. Um, and so even that and the kind of just connections I've made on platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter mm -hmm. and doing this, I mean, this is amazing. Um, it's going to have more impact to my career four, four or five down, years down the line than any other kind of internship I've ever done before or will probably do after this um, could. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel that, you know, I have... Um, a plethora of new skills that I have under my belt that I can take on with me and you know being in this kind of work environment where I'm constantly being challenged to think outside of the box and to produce new ideas and you know to um, be able to manage all the tasks that are mm -hmm. you know coming towards my way it puts me in a very creative mental state to kind of really challenge myself okay what do I need to do how should I do it you know all I of this stuff. Yes, yes. right okay. so well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, last uh, last question. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up today's episode? I can't um, think of much. I mean, just thank you yeah. for having us again. This has been awesome. You're welcome. Absolutely. We're delighted to have you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and yes, if you're interested in applying in... Uh, um, uh, for an internship at Vistatech, whether it's in the marketing team or any other uh, department, uh, feel free to contact uh, Vistatech, uh, mm -hmm. Vistatech Marketing mm -hmm. at Vistatech.com, and we'd be delighted to um, to have a chat with you. And we hope you enjoy today's episode with uh, Kayla Kim and Callum Getchow, uh, our two yeah. marketing interns yeah. uh, for the summer. Thank yeah. you so much for yeah, being you're with welcome. us today. Yeah, and thank you so much. And if you want to see any more of what we've been up to this summer, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all the kind of LinkedIn. normal. And platforms. Yes. Um, I'm at Kaylin Getchow. I guess you can yeah, do yours if you I'm want. I'm at K Kim <laughs> um, with the one with a one instead of the I on Instagram. And yeah, yeah you can find me on LinkedIn if you have any questions. Yeah, or, feel free to reach out. We'd yeah, be please. happy to talk to you guys. It's yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so that's the end of today's show uh, with Kayla and Kaylin. Uh, our two marketing yeah. interns. Um, we will be, uh, please make sure to tune in again uh, for a more Vistatex interview where we'll be back for more interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you.